This is the Another Way to See It podcast, a show about perspective. I'm Randy, an old soul with a beginner's mindset, curiously navigating this journey we call life. I bring my life experiences and authentic curiosity to meet people where they are, challenging them to break the old blueprints and patterns that are no longer in alignment, cleaning up our messes to learn and evolve. I'm Kim. As a coach, I take a hawk-like perspective. I use keen, big-picture seeing, deep embodied listening, and the courage to ask hard questions, to contextualize experiences and connect dots. In this way, I help guide my clients to places that are well-examined, expansive, and full of possibility. Each week, we dive deep into topics that most of us navigate in our everyday life. We're glad you're on this journey with us. Thanks for tuning in to the Another Way to See It podcast. I am Kim Moran, joined today by Randy Poindexter and special guest, Coach Lee. Lee is a speaker and a coach whose passion is helping people find and fall in love with their authentic selves and create healthy friendships and relationships with others. And we're so fortunate to have you on the show, but I am sad that we didn't have you on our first show where we discussed friendship. It's never too late to fill in the gaps and to continue a conversation. So we're just really pleased to be here with you in this, this moment. So Lee, Coach Lee, tell us something about yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm glad to be the follow-up to this conversation because, of course, we can continue on with it. Um, I'm a friendship coach. My name is Coach Lee Hopkins, and I started doing this because I was looking for friendships for my entire life. For the most part, it just felt so disconnected from people, and I didn't know why. I honestly thought it was because of something that they were doing. It had nothing to do with me. I mean, there was something that I just didn't know. And then I figured, well, I've heard that, you know, you could find your tribe. So I was growing up, I grew up in a small town in Ohio, and I realized that this place, well, just didn't have my tribe. So when I had an opportunity to move away, I went to college and I met people from different places, all walks of life, different countries even. I still felt kind of lonely and disconnected. And I thought, well, I guess my tribe isn't here. So I continued on with this idea that I needed to go find my tribe. So again, I left the entire state of Ohio and then I moved to California. And in California, I thought, well, you know, I could find my tribe here because I was, I'm part of the LGBT community. So I thought, well, being in the blue state would be more helpful and I could be my authentic self and I could be out and I could actually find my tribe. And I was, I did those things, but I still felt extra lonely. I still felt lonely. So I figured, well, maybe it's just not my tribe here. So I moved again from California to Chicago, where I am now. And as you hear me, I'm a trans man, so female to male. And I transitioned when I reached uh, Chicago because I thought, well, I have to be my authentic self. This must be it. Like I'm in the third largest city in the in the US. I have to be able to connect with the people here, be my authentic self. I can find my tribe. But of course, I felt so lonely. So after some time in self-discovery, which is something that we're going to talk about, I discovered what it really does mean to find yourself instead of finding the tribe, you to find yourself and connect with yourself before you can make any friends. So I finally understood that here in Chicago. And since I've understood that, I just wanted to share that with everybody. It's like, it feels so good to be connected. So I want to tell everybody to do it. And I just can't shut up about it. I've got to tell everybody. So here I am. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing. I think it's very important to kind of get a little little history of you as we go into this conversation. But something that like stood out while you were, you know, kind of doing your intro is that you never felt like you belonged. You always felt lonely. I'm curious what that actually looked like for you mm-hmm. going through not only your transition, but just growing up in life. Yeah. It was essentially, you know, it started out with sharing things that I thought were important and interesting to me with other people and having them tell me it's not so important and it's not so interesting. So I started to learn that, well, I shouldn't share things. I'm going to be quiet. 
I just kind of show up and pretend like I know the things and don't give my own thoughts and opinions because that's going to get me stares and it's going to get me ostracized. So just for, I'm just talking about like regular old habits and hobbies and things that were interesting to me. I learned not to share them. And so I I really struggled to really discover myself with that. And so that's something that lasted throughout my my teenage years, of course, you know, in high school and then in college, I'm still not sure what to do. And then in college, I had some coping mechanisms, which is alcohol, because everybody's drinking now. So I've got the coping mechanism I can drink. And then I found myself in more places with people who I didn't connect with because I was drinking. I had no more sense of myself. So I found myself doing that more and expressing myself as a, a queer person well, I grew up in a, a Christian area, a Christian neighborhood and Christian family. And so that was something that I shouldn't express either. So I repressed all that and just found myself in places in which I wasn't able to express how I felt about things. And in fact, I didn't really know how. So all throughout my adulthood, I've discovered that, all right, you know, what I'm going to say, it, I'm going to think, what I think was what I'm going to say is going to be upsetting for somebody and they're going to ostracize me and they're not going to like me. So I better be quiet because I want to be around people. And even though I don't like what we're doing, I don't like where we're going. I don't like what they're talking about. I want people around me. And so I felt lonely around people. I just felt like, well, these aren't my tribe. This isn't my tribe. But I, I recognized that, well, now it was me who was kind of creating that whole situation. Yeah, I, I definitely don't want to stay here too long, but now this leads me into a question that I have to ask is what was, what was that shift? What was that? Was there a breaking point? Was there something that happened that made you fully lean into like wanting to be your authentic self? Like at what point did you stop giving a fuck about everybody else and focus on yourself? <laughs> Not to be so blunt, but, but like, let's just get right into it. I love that because it happened many times. <laughs> well, I thought it happened many times. It was like, well, you know what? This is what I, I thought. Well, um, I'm not going to care about what people think when I leave Ohio. And so I left Ohio thinking I'm going to be out and I'm going to be proud and I'm going to be okay in California. And so I was like, well, I don't care what people think about me leaving Ohio. Forget them. I don't care what people think about me living in California with a girlfriend at the time because I was presenting as female. So I was a lesbian at the time. So presenting as that. And it's just like, I don't care. I I do. I don't care what people think about me all the time. But I thought on the surface that that was happening. I thought that was my reality. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to transition. I don't care what people think about that. Forget about this. This is something I, I wanted for a long time. This is my authentic self. And I thought this is, this is where I like, this is where I thought I gave the less the most le- least fucks least i don't know how to say that <laughs> you ran out of fucks to give. <laughs> yeah and so i was like i don't care about how people are, what people are going to think about me transitioning i'm going to be my authentic self and i had so much gusto i was so excited about being my authentic self because i moved to chicago and when i hit chicago this is when i transitioned i met the right group, the queer people who've helped me understand more about it. Caitlyn Jenner was coming out at that time. And I thought, you know what? This is right. This is okay. I feel safe doing it. It is me. I don't care what my family thinks or other people think I'm going to do it. But then what I did was I'd end up hiding again. There've been so many times where I thought, this is me. This is my authentic self. But my authentic self wasn't a physical change. It wasn't physical. It manifested in me as physical. Like, I'm not saying that I regret transitioning. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that all of us go through this process in which we're looking to find ourselves outside of ourselves. We're looking to change something about ourselves to be like, this is it. This is who I am. This is authentic. I'm saying that people do this all the time and it manifested in me as transgender. That's it. It fits right. It's equivalent to like somebody essentially buying a a shirt and they wear it and they say, we thought it was going to change them. They thought it was going to make them a new man or a new woman. No, the shirt doesn't do that. The transition didn't do that for me either. It's just a part of my personality, the part of my person and my character and who I am, but I had to still go deep inside. And so I, I want to give the mic back to you before I continue talking more and more, but Many, many times I've discovered that it's not outside. I thought it was outside, but it's really something that needs to happen within. 
I mean, (laughs) I am so excited to hear you saying that because as you're speaking, I'm writing a lot of questions. And one of the questions I wrote was how much of, of your gender identity or your transition was part of finding your authentic self, which you answered in the sense that it, that wasn't it. Your authentic self was deeper than the physical presentation. But one of the things that I think about a lot for myself, but I think it it plays out and I'm going to put it out here and see what you all have to say about it, is that the process of being lonely, the process of seeking, the process of, in your case, uh, Coach Lee, the transition All of those things were, I would say, like initiatory um, things to help us into big P purpose, right? If we were not lonely, we would not become a friendship coach. We had to suffer in that way Mm -hmm. in order to ignite the light within us. Does that make any sense or is that landing with you all in any way? Absolutely. That absolutely makes sense to me. I believe that you, it gives everything the, the universe is in duality and the left gives right meaning and the good gives bad meaning. And so the pain and suffering and loneliness gives all the pleasure that I get from connecting with people. I know what it's not. I know what things not to do or to do that creates loneliness. So I also now know what things to do that creates connection. And so I had to have that experience of longing and, and being lost and searching and trying this and that. So I know what works and what doesn't work to create real connections. I know how it feels to be connected. And that's why I just can't shut up about it. It's like, hey, everybody, this feels great. You know, and then my my transition, my physical transition, it definitely wasn't it wasn't the thing that made the change, but it did facilitate me looking within. And so a really quick story about that is that um, I landed in Chicago and I was still having difficulty making friends. I transitioned and I was like, well, what the fuck? I mean, I'm supposed to be my authentic self. I'm in this third largest city and everybody's here. And how can I not make friends? And I was in therapy at the time that mentioned having a positive mindset. So I'm like, all right, I'll try this positive stuff. Right. So I'll go. Maybe it has something to do with that. All right. So I put on this positive mindset. I go to this, um, this meetup event. It's, um, I think it was a comedy event. Yep. It's a comedy show. So I go to this comedy show and I go and I, I'm like, I got this positive mindset. I'm going to meet somebody. I'm going to have a great conversation. And sure enough, during the intermission, we have a conversation with somebody. I bet somebody we have a conversation. We're having a couple, we have a drink. And I am mindful that I want to be my authentic self. So we have a great conversation for about 10, 20 minutes. End up talking to them. And uh, I mentioned, you know, LGBTQ stuff. I was curious. I wanted to be uh, comfortable with letting them know that I'm trans because I felt like that's one of the things that keeps me from just dis- being connected from people, connected with people, is that I'm not being my authentic self. So here I need to do it. Be positive. Do it. Have a, a affirmations and all the stuff. Just like believe that you'll have this friendship. And sure enough, I tell them, hey, I'm trans. And he freaks out. His face changes. His whole body changes. And he leaves the venue. Just gone completely. He didn't say anything else to me. Now, this was something that shocked the heck out of me. I was terrified. I was sad. I was upset. I was like, man, universe, I'm never going to show my authentic self. I'm never going to do it again because people don't like me. People just don't like me. And it's never. But reflecting back on that experience, reflecting that I had people to help me process that. But reflecting back on that experience, I know that well, I was getting ready to create the same kind of pain that I was going to create, that I have created before. Essentially, this person could not handle, didn't understand the transition being trans. They didn't understand the whole process. And we had conversation about that. He said that he'd never seen a trans person before, didn't understand the process, but I wanted to tell him, I thought I'd fill in that gap for him, but it wasn't so. And what I wanted to do, if he'd said anything else to me, was to try and convince him that I was a great person because we had 10, 15 minutes of conversation. I was going to try to convince him and hold on to him and change him into a person that he didn't want to be. And I didn't want to change him. So I recognized that, well, rejection was a big part of it. And so it wasn't wrong that I was sharing my authentic self, my truth, but dealing with the rejection 
was the problem. I hadn't, I didn't have the tools to deal with rejection. I was afraid of it. And I realized I was running from it my entire life. And right there it hit me smack in the face. It's like, here's rejection. If you want the kind of lasting friendships, you have to recognize that you can't be friends with everybody. Not You don't want to be friends with everybody and not everybody wants to be a friend with you. And that's fine. So I had to learn that. And that hurt. And dealing with that, I realized that that's, that's really what the bulk of my work is to help people with the emotion that comes with it and the connection with people. It's like dealing with rejection is a huge piece of it. I think it's so important that, that you share that story. And once again, thank you. I mean, I know some of these conversations for you might be easy, but for others, it, it is a difficult thing to navigate. And with that, you know, without pain and suffering, and we've talked about this on this podcast, that gives you the light for where the growth needs to be. And for you, it was transitioning of going through rejection, not so much your physical appearance, but transitioning what rejection looks like for you, and then turned into the growth and the awareness you had to know that it's not all on you, that you're going to you're going to rub people the wrong way, you're going to hurt people's feelings. And if you're being your authentic self, that's not for yours to carry. And I think it's so important that that we touch on that because so often we get caught up on people pleasing mm. and around that can can limit ourselves from us being who we are meant to be. And to, to go back and touch a little bit on, you know, like for you, it was a transitioning from going from female to male that helped you be comfortable in your skin, which I think is so important to then be comfortable with your authentic self, because what's on the inside isn't matching what's on the outside. And it may never, it may never match, Mm -hmm. but you could still find ways to be comfortable. And, you know, for other people, it's a certain brand of clothes, it's a certain car. So there are materialistic things to it that help us bring us to our authentic selves. But at the end of the day, it's truly that energy within us. And I, I do think there is a little bit of having a balance of our physical form and our energetic form. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you, when I think about it, I think about how, I don't know if I'd ever, I'm not sure, maybe the universe would have definitely put me in a position in which I would have felt rejected on that scale. <laughs> I probably, probably would have felt that, but it was like the the facilitation of that happened because I was trans. I thought that this was it. I put so much into so much belief into the change that the physical thing would be. And it could be for anybody like you having uh, a certain brand of clothes or you putting some money into this or you eating a certain way or eating different foods or whatever it is. You put so much into this physical image and the things you do physically that you hope that will create a connection for you with other people, but it doesn't. It really it really starts within, but you, you get to know that once you try those physical things, you get to know that you don't get to before. Like, it's not like epiphany. All of a sudden you have the experience where we tried this and it didn't work. You tried that and it didn't work. And this is essentially what I did. I tried telling my authentic self to people revealing myself in such a way that was just so bright though. I recognize that's just so bright and that some people just don't want to see it. They can't see it. And that's okay. That's okay. I learned how to tone that down a little bit. That's why it's all over my social media that I'm trans. <laughs> this conversation is is just hitting me really hard today. And I think I, I wanted to ask you this question. How common do you think loneliness is? You know, oh. the loneliness of not being your authentic self or being able to show that how common, because I think it's serious. Yeah, I think it's very, very, very serious. And I think more people than we really know. I don't really know how many people like I, I read something about it being 20 percent of Americans. And when I think about loneliness, I'd like to throw around this um, this thought about what I believe loneliness is like a definition of it. I believe loneliness is any time that you're unable to share your feelings, like your authentic feeling. So anytime you've been in a place in which you want to share your joy and people around you are not interested and you don't feel comfortable sharing it, you feel lonely in that moment. Mm-hmm. When you feel you want, you have anger, you want to express and people tell you, shh, 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 don't be angry. There's nothing to be angry about. Don't cry. Men don't cry. 
don't be afraid of anything. What are you stupid? You're a chicken or something. When people do those kind of things, when they deny how you feel, then you feel loneliness. And I believe that. And I think it gets even worse when you don't understand how you feel. You can't express how you feel because there's nobody there to to validate how you feel about things. That really hurts me. (laughs) I mean, I'm an empath and that hurts me Hmm. to know that so many people experience this. And so I want to take that feeling of hurt and I want to give an offering, which is this conversation to say that, yes, this is, this is something that unites us. All of us have this experience and we can do something about it. So what are we going to do about it? team, what are we going to tell people? How are we going to encourage people? And to number one, get in touch with their feelings. Number two, like themselves, you know, become the, become the, the friend that we wish that we had so that we can go out and catch other friends. Coach Lee, this is your specialty. Why don't you lead us into some things that we can do to address this? Because I can't stay in this feeling any longer. It's hurting Mm. me too much. So let's move into something useful, please. (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's let's definitely. So I I have heard a lot about, you know, the the clichés where you have to um find your tribe, you have to be your authentic self, you have to love yourself. What do those things even mean? Like how can you actually do those things? Because we go through this process and we're like, well, do I love myself yet? I don't know. I, I, well, what I understand, I'd like to start at this you have to love yourself piece. And what I believe love is is understanding. That's all love is. And joy, the joy that people believe that love is, it's not equivalent. I think that the understanding of the other person comes first. Like you understand why I'm, why I'm angry. You understand why I'm sad. You understand why I'm afraid. I'm delighted that somebody understands how I feel. We are connected. We create that connection with that. And so when I talk about love, you have to know yourself first. You have to love yourself first. That means not accepting your flaws, but just knowing that they are. Accepting is kind of like a judgment upon your flaws and even calling them flaws. Even the things that you don't want to think that you do that hurt people, they are a part of you. And the sooner that you can acknowledge that that's something that I do without judging it, yay or nay, and just saying it is, you will be able to connect with other people. You will be able to find that connection, understand your feelings, and you'll be able to connect with other people. So how do we get to that? Well, I like to use journaling a lot. I talk about journaling to help you understand more about yourself. Just you understand more about yourself. Um, and then I also talk about the truth of who you are. So getting down to the really deep stuff, essentially what I believe journaling does is help us understand how we're feeling in the moment by looking at past experiences. Because the things that we do, we journal about, we are guaranteed if we're not paying attention or not conscious of it to repeat it and have that feeling attached to it every single time. So what can you do to kind of understand more about yourself? I talk about the truth of who you are, which is in three pieces. And essentially it's kind of what journaling is too. Um, It's describing the event, how you feel about that event and why. And we use all kinds of tools to understand that. We use journaling and meditation as well. We go to therapists to, and they help us understand the why behind the piece. But if you could just pay attention to what's happening in your daily life, because most of the time we're on autopilot, I'm telling you, this really is going to help you understand more about yourself and connecting with other people from a daily perspective. Just once a day, write down something that happened, how you felt about it, and why. It's going to get you in the mode to think about what's happening on, on a regular basis. Like, so you don't have to process it. You don't have time to, you don't have to go write it down. You'll know in the moment, if somebody screams at you, you're feeling something. Oh, I know this is anger. I know what happened. Somebody screamed at me. This has caused it. This is a trigger. I feel anger. And this is why I felt anger because I used to yell that all the time and I felt horrible and, and, you know, unsafe, but talk about writing those things down just once a day, just write down something any event, how you feel about it and why you feel that way. It's to work that muscle to get you to be able to do it in the moment. So you're not just reacting, but you're being conscious, being conscious of it. And what this is going to do again, a little further is to help you get out of the pattern. You're a people pleaser like I was. Then you start asking yourself these questions. You'd be like, well, you know what? Um, They offered or they asked me for money. 
and I don't really want to give them money, that's the situation. How do I feel about that? I feel like I'm in a bad spot. Why? Because I'm always giving them money because they don't really care for me and stuff. Being able to sit with that. And then, okay, so that's how you feel about it. Now, what did you do? Did you give them money? Well, I gave them money. and didn't really want to. How do I feel about that? And why did you do it? Those things, kind of self-discovery, learning more about yourself to help you break those patterns. Oh, I love it. I love this because A, what I what I instantly hear is is you're curious. You're curious about what's coming up for you. You're curious about how you feel, how to change something. <laughs> but on the flip side of that, I see people struggle because they don't, they stay, they stay doing the same thing, but want a different result. And the and where I get lost with people in a sense is like they're always like, what's my sign? You know, I'm waiting, you know, praying, you know, show me a sign, you know, help me get through this. But the awareness that you have to ask for that, that is your sign to dig deep and figure out what's going on. But it has to be, you have to be curious about it. You have to put in the work. You have to be discomfort and asking those questions, especially the why. It's easy Mm -hmm. to say what happened to you, but nobody wants to say why. Why were you put in that situation? Why do you feel that way? Oh, now we're getting too deep. I don't want to go that far. Mm-hmm. I want to stay on the surface level. I want to. I want to. I want to play victim. Exactly. And you know, a lot of the people when I when I say the how you feel about something, a lot of people will talk about their feelings as if I feel that they are going to do something. I feel like they are going to disrespect me. I feel that they are taking advantage of me. But that's really not a feeling. A feeling is I feel afraid. I'm afraid. And this is where we start to create the boundaries of ourselves. We can go into a whole different direction, but essentially I feel something. It is about me and my experience. It's not about what you think that they're going to do. Bring it back to us. Look at you. Look at me. Let's have this connection with ourselves. For sure. And I also feel that when people aren't seen and heard that uh, they're not going to give their authentic self or their authentic feeling or their authentic thought. Hmm. They're going to say what you want to hear, or they're going to say to where they don't get judged. And so like, it's going back to finding your people, finding your tribe. It's going to be trial and error of people that you think are, are meant for you to be in your, your circle. And then you're going to find that, that they can't hold that for you. And that's okay, but it takes the trial and error. It, it'd be easy for us to stay in our little safe bubble and be like, okay, I have this one friend or this one family member that I know I can go to for anything. But at the end of the day, not one person can give you everything. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so it is kind of scary to step out of there and see what is the unknown. It's like, how do I deal with that? Because rejection is coming. I mean, you're not going to meet, you got this one friend, but if you go out to meet other people, you're likely going to run into people with a trial and error of rejection. They're going to reject you. You're going to have to reject them. You know, be building being able to do that. And, you know, so I also help with that because I know authentic authenticity is key, right? And authenticity, I want to say it is sharing how you feel. That's it. Being able to share how you genuinely feel about something. If you don't know how you feel, then you're going to have difficulty communicating that. Because I believe that we connect in, we only get connected. Human connection is only in how we feel about something. It's not in the shared experiences that we have. We don't connect in those shared experiences. We connect in how we feel about those experiences. If I'm going to the movies, I'm taking you with me and you don't like the movie and I love it. We've had the same experience, but you don't like the movie and I love it. And I'm trying to talk to you about how much I love it. And you're trying to talk to me about how much it's trash and how you dislike that I brought you along. We're not connected. We're not connected. So you've got to know what you're feeling and being able to to connect with another person is required. But curiosity will help us bring us selves together when people don't really feel the same way. We could probably talk about that another time. Look at me trying to get more time on your show. (laughs) I I love it. So many things are coming up for me. I guess one thing that I would like to ask you, Coach Lee, is this. I have this fundamental belief, and this is for me. I am not trying to like put this on anybody else. But if you are walking on this earth, there's a reason you're here and we need you. And, and, you know, you are, you have some gift. Okay. It's been given to you and 
I don't know who needs it, but someone needs it. So let's accept that we're here for a reason. And I'm not going to put a judgment on people that exit early. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I'm not the arbiter of that. I, it's just a shame, but that's, that's, you know, not for me to judge. Mm-hmm. I just know that everybody who is here has something valuable to share and to light the world up with. And so I start from that place to begin to do the work, to ask why, to get curious and to hold our feelings, which can be so big and so scary. I think you have to come to this place. Like I'm here for a reason. Because if we don't think that there is some bigger purpose for us, and then we start to deal with these really big feelings, it can be so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So for me, fundamentally, that I have a right to be here, that I am supposed to be here, that I have something valuable to offer. Now I can sit and do the hard work and peel back the layers and get messy and all that, because I know I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings about that? What are your thoughts around that? I really like that idea of being here for a reason. I've kind of wrestled with that, of course, when the we come to these so much rejection and so much of the world not going right and things and just kind of wondering, I think maybe it's just perhaps human nature to wonder a little bit about themselves and why am I here and what, what am I meant to do? And I kind of worked out that the reason why we're here is that I'm going to take it. I won't take too long. I promise telling this, but (laughs) I believe that we've come from some great consciousness, right? Essentially this oneness that we are and they have just been bored, for lack of a better word, and it's just been existing. There's no reason or rhyme or there's no reason to, to use language or to, to have uh, art or anything, events, because it just happens. All Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's just been happening. And so there's nothing else to observe or, or see or feel. But then we split into billions of people or billions of pieces of consciousness And each one of us is supposed to, this is the big reason, I believe, is supposed to to experience this experience. And we're supposed to have this experience and share this experience with another person. The experience is our feeling about the experience and the why behind it, but the feeling about the experience and the why. And what we want to do is tell somebody or communicated in some way via our five senses. However, our five senses want to communicate, this is my experience in being alive. This is my unique experience. The only one ever that will ever exist. I want to share that with another person. And the purpose and the hopes is, is that we feel less alone in that. Because I think the great consciousness was just like, I am everything, everywhere, all at once. Let's have some fun or something. Let's do something. Let's be entertained and have an existence. And here we are, we're having our existence and we want to feel less alone in that existence. So we created events and things like that. And I want to feel less alone by connecting with someone. And the way I do that is expressing my feeling to them. And they demonstrate that they understand what I said or how I feel about my experience. And I'd be like, you get me, you get me. I feel less alone. And it's about being connected. And I think that everybody who's here has this very unique view of consciousness that no one else gets. No one else gets. And I treat it as a gift when people share that with me. I I treat it as a gift. I think it's absolutely amazing that they're willing to. Like it, It could have been anybody else in the cosmos or whatever, but here I am. Even if you're telling me that you don't like something I do, I'm like, wow. I'm delighted to know that you see I exist and that you want to share your experience with me. So I definitely think that everybody's here for that purpose. And I'm grateful for the experiences that they share. And I'm delighted when people want to hear about mine as well. And I think that's why it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad if that's our only purpose. It hurts so bad when people tell us, shh, shh, be quiet. Don't talk about how you feel. You don't have any feelings. I think that's why it hurts so bad. Very interesting. I don't accept that anymore. 
don't, I don't accept <laughs> it. I just say no, thank you. Um, but but that's come from a lot of work that that you get to a point where you just say, oh, that's. But to me, when someone says shh, that tells me more about where they are and their ability to hold and accept their own feelings mm-hmm. um, than about whatever I am going through. Right, that person mm-hmm. is unable to hold the bigness of my expression and the totality of my presence that has nothing to do with me. Yes. Thank you very much. Moving on. Yes, 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 yes. I believe that. I believe that totally. And if I could, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to say a little more about this. So that's what I think that we need to do. Like be more like this, where we're expressing the totality of ourselves. And so I wasn't wrong when I expressed the truth of who I was with that guy. I told him I was trans. I was not wrong. I just wanted to be prepared for the rejection that's going to happen. People cannot handle the totality that you are. They just can't. And we all have this amazing, brilliant light that shines in us. And sometimes we can't handle it. They can't handle that. So how do you develop friendships with people and avoid being caught into or not being able to notice that? You want to be able to not shine too bright on them, but you want them to know you, right? And this is what I've developed. I call this the gist. I share just the gist of you. So all of my coaching is based in emotion. And so with sharing the gist of you, you want to share stories about who you are, because a lot of us try to make friendships and we try to tell like bullet point resume style, like, well, I like bowling. I like hockey. I have two kids and I have a wife and I work at XYZ Corporation. Well, that doesn't really give us any idea about how you might behave. That just tells us your biography, essentially a little bit about you and your physical sense. I want to know how you are emotionally. So when you talk about a story, when you share a story with someone, it should contain the gist, the gist of you, which is four things. It should be joyful. It should be important to you. You should be secure about it. And of course, it should be truthful. So the gist of you, you want to be sure to share that. And what you're going to do is the really important to share all pieces. All pieces have to be there. And this is the truth, but it, it is not something, I mean, it is who you are, but it's not something that's so bright that's going to burn their eyes. Essentially, you want them to get to know you, but not see deep down in your soul. And of course, you don't want to be so vulnerable with them. But when you do this, you'll share something that's joyful. And the important thing is that it's joyful to you because you want to connect on your sense of humor. You're not trying to read their mind. You want to make sure that you like this and it's something that's important to you as well. So that was we get to the eye. You don't want to share just something that is willy-nilly, like not really interesting. It's important to you. And it's your it's a joyful, important thing to you. So you want to share that and you want to be secure in it because you're not looking for them to approve you. You're looking for their response to it. So may they may not like what you share with them, but you need to be prepared for that. And it's a good thing that you're secure. You know that your this story brings you joy. It's fun, it's interesting to you. So you share that with another person. And of course, you want to make sure that it's truth. It's the truth. Don't go lying to try and create a friendship with somebody. That's just going to start you off on the wrong foot. But again, you want to share the gist of you. Make sure that it's joyful, important to you. You're secure about it. And it's the truth. It's vulnerability when you do that as well. So you're opening up a whole new space for them. You're doing so much with this. You're sharing the essence essence of who you are and you're looking for their response. If they shame you about something that's joyful to you, then you know that they can't handle you. You know they can't handle you. You can imagine that you're just sharing the joyful moment with them. What are they going to do if you shared something that was fearful? Something that hurt you? Something that made you sad? They're going to make you feel even worse probably unconsciously. They're going to do that, but you should know that. Don't create a relationship or friendship with them if they can't handle the joyful thing that you bring to them. The thing that we all humans, we strive for, we run away from pain, we run towards joy, and they're going to make it bad for you. Next, please. Next, please. Brene Brown says that people have to earn the right to your story. Mm. I think what you're saying is such a brilliant uh, way to test the waters. Hmm. Um, it's, it's really well, well thought out. I like it a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Wonderful. That's, that's yeah, wonderful I to hear. Like this is, uh, this is the prequel to friendship, right? Like this, this, <laughs> this is kind of like the work you got to do because we're also programmed and taught that like, 
oh, you just become friends with the neighbors or you become friends with your classmates. And like, so we're raised and we're taught that we're just like cattle herding in the same line and then we're supposed to be friends with them. But that's so not the case. And as we get older and that curiosity starts overflowing, that's when we realize the people that we thought that were in our lives were our friends weren't. And I mean, in our in our episode on friendship, we talked about tears and different levels of friendships. And and I feel like if you if you follow your you know your guidelines of, of loving yourself and then then understanding how friendship works and just giving the gist of yourself, it's almost in a sense of like you're leading with your true self and doing that and just the gist of it, you're gonna find out if what tier your friendship is, yes. whether it's going to be uh, a, a work work friendship or, you know, just someone you, sh- you shoot with, shoot shit with on the fly right. versus the meaningful in-depth con- conversation you have with your true friends, with your true tribe. Right. Because you need those people too. Like I, I talk about making meaningful connections and I'm, I'm right for it. I'm like, well, we're going to cut down the time where you're sitting around and you're talking to people for weeks upon weeks, going to a meetup and they know your name after eight weeks, they know who you are, but they don't really know, you know, you let's cut that down a little bit and start getting more comfortable with being your authentic self. Cause most of the time we just hide we are hoping that somebody will open up and say something that reflects something that we're interested in. So we can try and grab onto that and have a conversation and and be connected to that. But let's just be already. Let's just be there already. We're not looking for anybody's approval. I read an article uh, that said something like research out of the university of Kansas said it takes something like 200 hours to create a close friendship. I think one of the barriers to creating meaningful friendships in this day and age is time. Like we don't have a lot of extra time and I have taken it upon myself when I do interact with strangers, I try to ask them a a deep question right away. What is the best thing that happened to you this week? And they're like, what? No idea. But you know what? I I don't have time. We're here. We're having a transaction, but I want to show you that you are a beautiful human being. I want to show you that I see you. I want to know something about you to take it with me into my life. Cause so I don't know, you know, you, but I, I want to know your soul in this few mm-hmm. minutes. Can I know something about your soul? Because we are one. Yes. Like the one is in the many and the many is in the one. So give me something good. Let's talk about something good. Let's get it. Let's let's, let's light a fire. And I exactly. think we can all do this. Exactly. Give me something interesting and exciting to know about you. Not just that you work at this place, because it's when we leave the place of work or we leave the place that we're physically in, I'm not going to think about you. You're going to disappear if you don't give me some emotional connection to you. Let me excited. I want to know something about you that's amazing, that lights me up. Tell me. I think and that's also, brilliant. I think that a lot of people, and this happens to me, so I, I think it probably happens to other people, but we get caught up in our day-to-day. We tend to forget it, or we tend not to be able to see the magic in our life, in our day-to-day life. So someone coming along asking a question, what is the best thing that happened to you? Because you better believe that I'm probably thinking about all the bad things that happened and how this mm. didn't really work out and how this has taken too much time or I missed this deadline for that. So when someone comes and asks me something positive about my life, well, I now I'm refocusing in a different direction, in a better direction. So I think we can all be agents like this for one another, but also for ourselves, right? And pay it forward. I love that. so much better than when we started and we were talking about (laughs) loneliness. Like I feel the connection here. I I will say, I will say after, after hearing the last few minutes of the conversation that for me, I almost feel like I need to anchor to the foundation of the friendship, right? So when you ask that deep question, I'm anchoring to you for us to grow into a a, a friendship or or continue whatever that looks like. Give me something to hold on to. Like, and we're such a surface level society that, you know, what do you do for work? Like, okay, Joe Schmo works at the market. Okay, cool. Uh, Do you know anything else about him? No. You know, but then you ask a difficult question or, you know, something with some depth in the example of, you know, what's something good that happened to you this week? Oh, yeah. Joe works at the market. However, 
this amazing event happened for him. Like there's that connection, right? So mm -hmm. like it gives you something to grow off. And it also like, if you're trying to meet new people and friendships and you can even tie it into dating that if there's nothing for them to remember you by, because everybody's on the surface level that there's not going to be anything to anchor onto. Right. Exactly. And if I could, I'm just thinking about another thing that popped into my head, but Randy, as you were speaking, I was thinking about the purpose of friendships. And if we go back to that grand purpose of expressing ourselves, there's an even grander purpose in understanding ourselves. Like that's the first thing. We're on a self-awareness journey to learn more about who we are and how we feel with our experiences. That's it. Our friendships, the only reason why we have friendships, and you guys, I'd be interested to hear what you think about this and what your listeners think about this too, is that the only reason why we have friendship is to help us discover more about ourselves. If our friends aren't able to see us in our authentic truth, if we have to hide ourselves with them, then we're not going to learn any more about ourselves. So if you believe that you have a friendship with someone, but you can't tell them something, there's a problem. If you can't be your authentic self and show your truth, there's something there. No, I love that. And I, I couldn't agree more. And it makes me uh, think about and bring up like your container. Like you want, you want a strong, safe container. And, and that can be held by friendship with the right people. Mm -hmm. And like how you just said, if you can't share something with somebody, if you, if you have to walk on eggshells, if you have to beat around the bush, if you have to lie, uh, you shouldn't be even having that conversation with that person to begin with. And that's your, that's your red flag. That's mm -hmm. your pump the brakes. I need to direct this elsewhere. And so we've get, I feel like we've given all these uh, all these steps and and signs to to really notice what your authentic self looks like and what your authentic self looks like uh with other people. Mhm, mm for sure. I I would say that if you find yourself in a relationship with people that where you can't express yourself authentically, that's just a roadmap back to yourself. Mm, I like that. That we're not saying there's anything wrong with those people, but it, it it begs the question, why do we seek out relationships where we are not good enough or where we have to play small? And what is that probably points back to to what needs to be worked on or examined or yeah, but that also like that. brings up the point of of programming and you know what we were taught growing up. So what we were taught growing up or what we saw growing up seemed healthy to the child's mind. Yeah. <laughs> but being ourselves and really diving into what works for us and what doesn't, you have to break those old patterns. You have to go against the grain. When everybody's going left, you need to go right. And it's not saying the people going left are wrong. Like what Kim said, do you, you go do you. That's not for me. And it's not coming off selfish, but I have to do what's best for me. I have to do what's in aligned for my authentic self. And if that's going right and going against the grain, fucking do it. Yes. There are people out there that are going to resonate with you and, and you can, you're going to find your tribe, but you got, you got to know what that looks like within. Yeah. Because it's an illusion. If everybody's going right and you really want to go left, you want to go in the opposite direction. It's an illusion that you're connected to those people. If you go right, because all the while you're thinking about how you want to be on the left side, how you want to go in the other direction. You don't like these people here. You're not interested in what they're talking about. It's an illusion. I guess um, we could continue this conversation oh, on yeah. and on and on and on. But my final thing that that I mean, I say it's final. Who knows? Is I sometimes think about this. If you are seeking a friend. What are the qualities that you're seeking and do you and do you exhibit those qualities? those same qualities that you want in a friend? Are you accepting? Are you curious? Are you um, a good listener? Are you a safe container? Mm. Because if you're not that, how can you expect someone else to be that for you? And I think, you know, your process, you know, Coach Lee has a, a very well thought out steps and processes. And what I would say is ultimately you have to be the friend that you want to have for yourself. And I think it starts with you being that friend for yourself. 
Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better and more concisely myself, honestly. That is it. So Coach Lee, it's just been a pleasure to meet you. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. I could continue to talk with you forever. So maybe we have developed a a beginning of a friendship here. That would be wonderful. How can people get in touch with you, work with you, see your content, experience the light that you are in the world? All right. Yes. You can find me at patternsofpossibility.com and I'm at patterns of possibility on all social media. I'm most active on TikTok. Um, so you can find me on TikTok. I go live every day as of this recording, I go, <laughs> I go, but I go live every day for a couple of hours to answer people's questions. And also at my website, you can find um, my uh, making meaningful connections uh, uh, guide. So it talks about the gist and it uh, it shows like what vulnerability is. It talks about uh, connection and it really helps you form some stories and help you understand and connect with people. So I've got 50 journal prompts also in there to help you understand more about yourself so that you can put that in a gist format so you can share with other people. So you can find that at my website at Patterns of Possibility. If you want to start making connections, meaningful connections, then I recommend that you start there. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. Thank you, Coach Lee. Uh, I will say there there is something very bright about your presence. And e- even uh, just listening to you talk when, when you're passionate about something, it really comes through. So I want to acknowledge that. And it really shows the work that you've done on yourself and, and what you want to give back after going through your own journey. And I, I just want to give a lot of respect where I see it. And, and you have that, my friend. And Thank you. So, Thank you so much. I'm very, I'm very <laughs> glad that, that, uh, we stumbled across each other and, uh, you know, I think that might just be the gist of things. <laughs> Thank you so much. I can't help but to smile and trying hard to like tone it down a little bit. Shine bright. Shine. Yes. We love it. I'm so excited that I had this <laughs> conversation with you today and I am excited that people have you to work with because I feel like we need you times a thousand to heal what is going on. It's just, we need it. So I am so appreciative. Thank you so much again. Thank you. I'm so glad that we were able to connect as well. So wonderful. All right, everybody check out coach Lee on all of the social media platforms, get in touch and we will be back next week with another episode of another way to see it. Until next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Another Way to See It, please be sure to subscribe, share the episode, and leave us a rating or a review. Also, don't forget to check out our Instagram page, Another Way to See It podcast, all one word. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out. Mm-hmm.